after our conversation about it, Justin, I had Papa's Pizza. <gasps> For the first time? Uh, I don't know if it's the first time, but it was the first time, like, actively, like... Like, I'm eating Papa's Pizza. I'm going pizza. to eat Papa, yeah. Papa's Pizza. It's pretty good. It's pretty good stuff right there. Yeah. And I honestly think the thing about pizza... I mean, all pizza's pizza. You know what I mean? Like... I have heard many metaphors for what pizza is like. It is like this. It is like that. It is like this. At the end of the day, pizza is pretty good. Yeah. Like, like. But the flavor of your memory is what makes a good pizza good. You know what I mean? <laughs> Justin, that's poetry. Yes. Yeah, thank you. I agree. Thank you. Um, that is pretty good pizza. I had a a baseline sausage, and then also, yeah. um, 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 a little bit of pineapple. No, uh, no, it was. Um, don't don't say such things to me. <laughs> Uh, it was like a barbecue, like a chicken barbecue kind of oh, yeah, thing. Yeah. It's good. Solid, good. Solid choice. Yeah. I thought there'd be more legs to that intro. Um, but it's a short one. It's in box. <laughs> What's in the fucking box? Everyone, welcome back. I think here's the thing. I think we have exhausted our like pizza quota for talking about on the show over the past like four weeks. Yeah, I, I mean, I, so, I still got some pizza in me. You know what I mean? I would love if I had some pizza in me, man. Am I gonna get I, pizza tonight? I can't. I'm trying to like eat better. And I had pizza on Saturday. I just went shopping for groceries, spent like $150, and now I want pizza. Why do we need? Why do we need food to live? I mean, like, I love eating food, but why do we got to spend any time on it and money? I think I'm just sad I, about that. It's not the way. time and the money. It's, it's really the calories. If it wasn't for, if, if everything had zero calories, I'd be probably happier. Yeah, right? I would eat a lot more cereal. That's for sure. Anyway, Ooh. this is Hitbox episode number 89. My name is Peter Hunt Spitek, and joining me as always is my wonderful friend and co host, uh, Justin Makovich. How are you, Justin? I'm doing good. Uh, this past weekend, I was in my first musical since I was a senior in high school. Yeah, you had said that last week. How did that go? Uh, it was it was fun. Um, I mean, like I I was probably like on stage for a total of like five minutes, so like very minimal like actual time. But like, sure, as I'm sitting there during Tech Week, hearing the director yell angrily at everyone, um, I had that moment when I was like, ah, I missed this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's something about being yelled at by a very, like, not angry person. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because, like, at the yeah. end of the day, like, at least with my experience of, like, theater and, and stuff like that, it was always like, oh, they're not actually mad, but they just sound like they're mad. Like, it, it's a weird dichotomy. Yeah, they're, um, they're just they're just frustrated with life. And, um, yeah. I, I'm not the kind of person, director that yells, mm-hmm. but, like, I guess I just show, like, a defeatist attitude because it's it's always the like one of the kids usually usually like a senior who's like oh guys careful Mr. Makovich is really stressed right now can't you tell and I'm like just like zipping up my zipper nonstop on my on my coat on oh my gosh coat. On uh, my that, coat. Was so, that was Clarifying such crucial that. information that needed Clarifying to come that. way earlier in the sentence thank you thank you um, yeah geez uh <laughs> oh fuck okay <laughs> yeah um you are like it's interesting. I think I could probably count on my on one hand how many times I've seen you like actually mad. And, and as pointed out uh, just a few moments ago before we started recording, I've known you for ten years. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I would say you probably have never I've like I could I could also probably only count like the times I've been like really mad over the past 10 years on like a hand. Like Yeah, I I there's if you asked me about a time I was mad, it was a time I was walking my my uh other dog, my family dog Snickers. He's still alive everyone. Yeah. Uh, I was walking him through my neighborhood and someone threw firecrackers. Oh my at gosh. Us. Oh my gosh. Like, it was like it, and by the way, my dog never had an issue with fireworks until this moment and now yeah, since course. then like PTSD. But like I got I, like I don't even know what I said. Like I had that like anger in me like that yeah. like I just saw red. Yeah. Oh my was, gosh. I, yeah. I called the police on them. It was fun. That is I would say that is a police worthy call. I, I, this got away from me. Uh that sucks. <laughs> Uh, I would be pretty mad as well. I imagine they were like teenagers. Yeah, I think so. It was like it was like late at night, and like usually I'm like aware of like when I'm like out at night, I'm yeah. always aware of like critters. I'm like, oh, is there a raccoon? That's a skunk yeah, yeah, that's yeah. standing the other side of the street. I didn't think to watch out for youths. I live in a neighborhood. Like I, I just I didn't think I had to look out for my neighbors. As uh, Gerard Way penned in his classic song, "Teenagers." Teenagers scare the living shit out of me, and that's true. <laughs> uh, I will walk. I will go to the other side of the street if there are like chill, if I'm walking down the street and there's like a group of like teenagers on mm-hmm. that same side coming towards me. I just can't handle it. Yeah. Um, but we're not here to talk about our problems with the youths as about being bullied by children. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> that kind of never <laughs> stopped for me, did it? Um, <laughs> we're uh, we're talking about video games today. We're gonna take a look at Lego Star Wars being the best selling Lego game launch of all time, along with the fact that it, it seems as if Game Boy Advanced and OG Game Boy games might be emulated on the Switch in the future, as well as the absolute bullshittery that is the Sonic Origins release. Uh, Info, I guess, is the way you would call that. Uh, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about the Switch and Xenoblade and the rest of the year for Nintendo here. Uh, all of that and more we will get to. But before we do, Justin, what have you been playing this week? I've been waiting. I've been waiting to hear about this since we about talked this last one. Week. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, like this full disclosure, audience. This was on the dock for last week, but like I deleted it because I'm like I just started playing this today again. I'm gonna. I'm going to like talk about it after I like really get into it rather than just be like, Oh, I start playing this game again. Yeah. I went back to Returnal. I returned nice. to Returnal nice. as we all and do. If, it's a cycle. Yeah, in fact, <laughs> it just keeps going. Um, in fact, this game never has left my PS five. Oh, really? I've, I've cycled on a ton of games, but like, this is the one I'm like, I'm coming back to this one. Like I got rid of demon souls. I got mm-hmm. rid of bug snacks. Mm-hmm. I got rid of, uh, like assassin's creed at this point, but yeah. this one stayed on there all the time. Um, and I was waiting for the opportunity to get back into it. And I did. And, and my question to you before I start talking about it, what do you, what do you think I think about this game? Oh, I know. I think you don't like it. I mean, I think that probably goes without saying, like, I, I think you can probably appreciate it in the way that, like, you know, we can all appreciate things we that maybe are not, like, our specific tastes. Um, as mentioned before, I can appreciate that people like pineapple on pizza, mm, but yeah. it doesn't mean I'm going to, like, want to eat that or choose to have that when I have pizza. Yeah. Yep. Is, that, is that kind of accurate for you? Not about pineapple pizza, about return. It's a it's a up and down relationship, more so than I've dealt with in a long time. Yeah, but that okay. Go on, tell me more. So uh, when I started playing again, the when I stopped playing, I had just gotten to the second boss in mm-hmm. the Crimson Tide. It's it's the red area oh, if you've ever so seen cool. it. Um, I got to the boss and I died, 
And then I just got, I gave up. I was like, no, I can't, I can't. Yeah. And then you said, oh, but there's a shortcut that gets you back to the boss mm-hmm. when you go back in there. So I was like, all right, fine, I'll do this. So I go back in and I'm like, I'm just going to like pick this up, go in cold after not playing it for almost a year. Um, and it's probably more than a year at this point, right? It, that was April, tw- uh, probably about a year. About a year. Okay. So yeah. my, my skills and my knowledge of the game had atrophied significantly. Yeah. So uh, I go back in and uh, let me tell you, it took me <laughs> probably about two hours to get back to even the elevator to get to the boss. Were you? Um, did you like start fresh from the beginning or were you, were you starting from that sort of save file you had? I started from the same save file. And yeah, okay. I, I figured with a game like this, it would be a waste of my time to like go back and like sure. restart everything again and like do all that. Um, plus, then I have to get the melee again. And yeah. Be yeah, do yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I started for about three and a half to four hours. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I'm going to go right to the Crimson Wasteland. I'm going to get there. I'm going to go and fight the boss and I'm going to win. And now, if you know anything about Returnal, dear listener, it's one of those games that you like, you, you need. You gotta like power yourself up. Yes, and um, the the game actually does a good job in that second world of powering you up. Uh, you get a uh, right when you like if you walk into the second uh, area like without any power ups, you automatically get a, a weapon upgrade that makes your weapon integrity or weapon proficiency yeah. to level five. Oh, cool! And then when you get to the boss, there's a level five or level six weapon right in front of the boss thing, like mm-hmm. a random weapon. So it's, like, insurmountable to do it. But, like, really that game, like, the difficulty of that game doesn't just come in, like, the fact that your weapon is underpowered. Like, as you keep progressing in the game, you keep powering yourself up with different upgrades or sometimes malfunctions and things like that. Like, you you know, you have your little stuff on you. So I was pounding my head against this first boss for, like... The, the, the second, second boss, boss the, the okay. second boss for like the, almost four hours. And I was like, this is ridiculous. And like some of these runs, like these runs would literally take me like 10 minutes. Like we're not yeah. talking about like hours and stuff. Um, and eventually I just started running past all the areas to get to the elevator. And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, this really isn't helping me get any better. So then I'm like, fine, I'm going to go back and like power myself up from like the, you know, try to get as many things, maybe beat the first boss again sure. and then continue on the run. But you do, you know, I put this 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 thing in the menu that shows how long your runs are, um, and th- and like oh, you can do that. That's like a- yeah, there's like a like a a timer that like yeah. shows how long your current run is. That didn't make me feel good because it takes about forty minutes <laughs> to like <laughs> thoroughly explore the first place yeah, and does. get to the first boss. Um, and my first time doing it, I spent forty minutes getting to the first boss, and then I died on the first boss. Yeah, and I was bad. like that's tough. So whatever today, right before recording, I went in. I did everything in that first area except go to the first boss. And like, there's a couple like other areas I did. Yeah. I got myself a pretty good power up, and then I go to the second boss area and I beat him. Yo, I beat it. I did. look at yes. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But I do have to say, in that whole process of doing it, the first two hours. I was like, this game is awesome. Like, it's yeah. really fun. It was yeah. a little frustrating at a certain point. But then, like, when I started to have to be like, do I have to really go back to the first place mm-hmm. every time yeah. and, like, power myself up to do this? It was really frustrating. And then, like, I was watching, like, walkthroughs online, and they were like, oh, all you have to do is, like, you know, do this and avoid this and dash through this. And they're like, but usually by the time you get here, you're usually more powered up by beating the first boss. And I was like, yeah. Ah, cool. 40 right. minutes later every yes, time yes so yeah it's it's that game is good 
It controls good. Um, it's fun to play. The upgrades, the the loop of it is really good. It just, it, the same issue uh, applies that I think I had with it at the beginning. It does not respect your time. Yes. And really, yeah. like, I'm assuming when I go back to the third biome, I'm not going to have to go through that second biome again in order to feel powered up, or I might have to. And if I do gotta, have to. Well, it depends. Like, uh, do you mean, like, you... If you die, you have to go through biome one and two to be powered up, powerful enough to go about the third biome. Oh, oh, oh! I don't think so. I think there's okay. enough. Um, there is a lot of tough stuff in that third biome if you're not ready for it. But yeah. you can't like similar to how when you show up at the uh, gate of the of the, going into the second biome, there are some like goodies for you to grab that yeah, are to make it a kinda, little bit easier. Yeah, and get stuff. you yeah. up to, to snuff. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean. I'm currently, uh, because of the update that happened a while ago, I was able to suspend my run, oh, so yeah. I've just beaten yeah. the boss literally so we could record. Um, so I'm pretty good. I, like, I, got, I beat that boss without even like going through my, my, my health. I have a astronaut in my yeah, pocket. I have a couple yeah. of good power-ups. So I'm going to be going about that third biome um, pretty, pretty strong, but I hear it's difficult so or tricky. It is, it is, in my opinion, the hardest one. Great. But... What I would suggest doing is, I mean, you, you said that you were watching some videos. Watch some wa watch some videos about, like, what to expect, especially from the enemies. Uh, and I think, like, that will put you in a good spot. Because I think yeah. as, I think the, the hard thing is, like, going in not knowing, like, what that is going... Like, you see an enemy and you're like, I don't know what you're about to do. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know what I'm going to have to, like, you know, do to avoid whatever you're going to do and, and whatnot. But, um. I do so, have to say yeah. I'd be I'd be worried if I do that it ruins the fun of the game though because I do feel like eventually like I'm gonna be running through that first biome thousands of times it feels like to, sure. to do everything so like by now those enemies are just kind of boring to me mm -hmm. so I don't wanna I don't wanna spoil the spoil the fun of dying and crying. Uh, I, I know what you mean. I will say that I found the third biome to be like it's the toughest one and it's my least favorite because cool. it's like just fine you know you know, like like it is just okay the the boss that's at the end of it is pretty great uh extremely frustrating uh at least my first experience with it um but yeah did you okay so you were texting me about it a little bit and uh did you use those longer dashes did you know that those were in there i i must have subconsciously been using those like sure. it didn't it didn't like change my gameplay style up enough to like it. impact it the thing that changed that made me beat it this time around was getting everything in the first biome and mm -hmm. then being strong and upgraded enough to like not be bothered by it like my integrity is like almost at max integrity at this point um like your health whatever yeah. um so like i i felt like i was adequately prepared to beat this boss um do you like Okay, so so some what I really like about Returnal is that when like the mo the feeling of momentum. Mm -hmm. So like for me, when I revisited it like this past month or so, um I had beaten I beat in one run the second boss and the third boss because I was on a roll with that with all of the items and stuff I'd gotten getting to the second boss and then just blazed through um that third biome and into the third boss. So, uh, so like, I think if you are able to uh, brave that third biome, I think you could probably beat that boss 
if it comes down to it. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll be excited. And um, I also left a bunch of chests in the first biome open, like weapon chests, mm-hmm. like unopened. So I can go back in there and with my like upgraded uh, weapon proficiency, I should be able to get like really good weapons out of those chests. I don't think you can go back to the first biome. Like, yeah, once you go through that portal, can you go back? Uh, I would assume this this could be me being stupid, but like I thought like when I'm done with the boss, you get the grappling hook and there's a portal that takes you back to the first biome. Or am I wrong? No, it takes you to the area in the tower that will lead you to the third biome. (sighs) Yeah. And also, I think if you like while your weapon proficiency might be higher, the actual like level of the weapon is going to be lower. Well, as long as you don't open it, I thought. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'll find I'll find out. I was watching a Boomstick Gaming uh video on it. And if you remember Boomstick Gaming, everyone, you don't like Boomstick Gaming? No, I don't know what that is. Boomstick Gaming was the guy who got ripped off by that guy the ed- the Nintendo editor at IGN. He like copied his review. <laughs> oh. oh. Yeah. Uh, so, was it Dead Cells? Yeah, it was the Dead Cells review. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. So th- I started following him because of that. But he has some good videos, so good yeah. content on Boomstick Gaming. So Yeah. Um well I am going to be interested to hear what you think of Returnal um, as you as you continue playing. I think, I will say, you are probably at the make or break part where you either, something will click as you go through this third biome and beat this third boss where you go, oh, this is incredible. Or you're going to say, hey, fuck this game. The one thing I was going to make is say, fuck this game if I have to go through that first biome to level up every time I go for a run. That's the one thing that yeah. is going to kill me. If I can get through at least most of that of that third biome without doing that, it may be like the times I go to like get the boss, I'll have to do it. That'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But I can't handle 40 minutes of, of going through that area every single run. I would say you don't need to do that. Okay. I would say in general, uh, at least in my memory of that third biome, is if you just you know take care of the rooms you got to take care of to get there. Yeah. Once you get there, you will you will be uh, adequately leveled up. Sweet. So speaking of tough games, um, I'm I'm playing Demon Souls. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. what a pretty the original. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I found my PS3. No, um, I, uh, I I picked up Demon Souls because I got the platinum for Ghostwire Tokyo. Why did I do that? Hey, Justin, why did I do that? I think it's because I wanted to support Shinji Mikami and be like, listen, man, you didn't make a great game, but like, I like, I like you, you know? Um, I mean, there's nothing wrong. With, how long did it take you to get the platinum? 30 hours. Oh, it is not. And it is not like, okay. That's, that's almost a whole playthrough of Last of Us Part Two. Uh, that would be more than what my first one was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that game is like, I think I said this last week, not not to be like reductive. It is a game I think that people who like ticking boxes off of a, a chart will like, but not maybe in the way that I, I think that like a game like Ghost of Tsushima is that. But mm-hmm. I think Ghost of Tsushima also has like a fun game on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas like, uh, like Ghostwire Tokyo felt like I was like doing paperwork almost. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And and I know that like again, some people can like that. I'm not trying to say that's bad. Like inherently, it's just like was not an engaging experience really in any way, um, other than there like a handful of like cool moments and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that and like the side quests and whatnot. Um, 
So I, I did get that platinum, and it's a game I will probably never think about ever again. Oh, I mean that I, that's sad. Like again, yeah. I never want a game to be bad. I no. never am rooting against a game, but no. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know. What, so there's something I think r- are wrong with me because, like, my experience with the PlayStation Five in the year 2022 has been me getting platinums for games I didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> Between Ghostwire Tokyo and um, uh, Horizon Forbidden west uh but demon souls i i picked that up um i got you know buy two get one free uh on at like target so i got ghostwire tokyo demon souls and then final fantasy uh, stranger paradise final fantasy origin which we will play at some point here um and i was like kind of <sighs> we've talked about dark soul like the the souls series in the past about how like we've appreciated them but in general it's kind of the thing where you buy you start and then you get your money's worth and say all right that was pretty good um mm-hmm. but like you never finish um, so I started up Demon Souls and I was like, oh, this is kind of like Dark Souls, but not exactly. Like Elden Ring is very different from this game in terms of its mechanics, its design, all sorts of stuff. Um, I beat the first boss. I was like, yeah, that was all right. Can you describe the first boss to me? Like what, what, what did you, <laughs> I mean, it's just like a slug, it's like a slug. It's like, <laughs> it's a slug with shields on it. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're really putting your best foot forward here. Demon Souls. Uh, <laughs> Like nothing from the trailers. He wanted to maybe pop out for that first. No, okay. <laughs> just the slug then. All right. Um, that you can't really even beat with a weapon. You just got to throw fireballs at it. Yeah, yeah right. that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I beat that's the that. game telling you to use consumables. Yes, it is. And I was like, okay, it's like I see what you're doing here. And it was the kind of thing where like, okay, I'll play this and appreciate what it is, but probably never like get that deep into or finish. Uh, and then now I've beaten 11 of the 16 bosses. Holy shit. <laughs> and I, like, it's good. It's really good. I see why, like, I see it's really interesting to play. And because you played a little bit of it, yeah? Yeah, I got to the first boss and then I just uh, beat him. Stopped. Yeah. Not because anything other than it was a new console generation. And it I was is, like, Spider-Man. It is a great PlayStation 5 game, I think. Um, but, like, because it just showcases a lot of, like, here's what this console can do. Yeah. Um, maybe not with the triggers and stuff, but that's just because like you don't really use the triggers. It, what is even the left trigger for? I guess it doesn't matter. Oh, oh, like parry shield, oh, yeah, parrying. shield stuff, yeah. yeah. Um, but like, it is an old game, and it you can definitely feel that. But it's also really it's a, it's a really odd experience because it's an old game with like a new game like kind of sandwiched on top of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but. I am enjoying it immensely, uh, and there have been two points where I like was sort of okay. I think maybe I'm done with this, and then you have that little breakthrough. You have that breakthrough. You go All right, one fine, moment. one more time, one more time, and then you can, do it, and you're like, oh. Can you talk about like your experience with Demon Souls versus Elden Ring? Like, how are those two things different for you? Similar? Like, how do you compare the two experiences? Um, I think it is when you compare when you look at them together, you can see the line that goes demon souls dark souls dark you know the rest of the dark soul series bloodborne sekiro elden ring like you can really i I think less sekiro because that one's a little bit of a black sheep among the rest of these games uh but like you can really see like oh okay here is the ideas that they had with this stamina management stuff um and these like really difficult encounters but it's like not I, I always thought that a game like Demon's Souls would be the kind of thing that's just like unapproachable because it's like, oh, well, I would just have never 
uh, yeah, I guess fuck me for thinking I could just walk into a room, huh? You know? <laughs> like, yeah, I God guess forbid I forbid sh- I didn't look left when I walked in. Exactly. It's like, yeah, I guess I should have just thought of that. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, I, I think Elden Ring um, is a little bit like it's a bit more intuitive in that in that way, I think, where, OK, I'm coming up on a big cathedral. Yeah, there's probably a boss fight in here, huh? Um, as opposed to with with Demon Souls, it's a little bit more like, "Hey, what's in this? What's in this barrel? Oh, it's a guy with a sword, and he's got you!" Like, okay, well, I didn't. How could I have known that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the thing that I think makes Demon Souls like, uh, I don't know if it's harder than the other games, but it is a little bit like less respectful of your time in the way that Returnal is, because pretty much. Demon Souls is about you load into a level and that's also different. The fact that it's like a pretty linear level compared to just like an interconnected world of Dark Souls or even just straight up the open world of Elden Ring. Um, you load into a level and then you, you know, go everywhere inside of it. And then you end up like opening a contraption that will let you into the boss room. And then that path will usually sort of lead you back to the beginning of the level. And then to get to the boss room is usually pretty straightforward. But actually getting to the boss room is like, oh, you're going to have to run through all of these guys. And, and, and like, it's not the kind of thing where you can usually like run, like ignore them and whatever. It's like, okay, I'm going to have to like take, you know, five minutes to be able to try the boss who killed me instantly, you know? Yeah. And, so what I've that, been, yeah, what's that? Well, I was gonna say, that's why I think Elden Ring is superior to other Souls games and more approachable, not because it's easier. It's no. more approachable because, like, you don't feel like you're running your head up against that wall in the same way that you do in other ones. If you do start to get to that point, Elden Ring, do something else. Yes. Find a different side of grace. Do a different quest or whatever. Like, there's a ton of stuff to do in that game that just makes it more open. Um, yeah. And, and, like, you know, when you die to a boss, it's like you're pretty much instantly back at that boss. Yeah. Like to try again. Whereas with Demon Souls, like it's, you know, five to six minutes sometimes. And that is a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also Demon Souls has the, um, the, I mean, that's something like the 40 minutes of returnal time, but um, it is still like a frustrating amount of time. Uh, and Demon Souls has this secret, <laughs> a secret mechanic called world tendency. Do you know about this? Yeah. I, explain it if you, if you got a better. It's like if you die a lot, world tendency goes down and then the game gets harder. Which is insanity. I mean, like, I don't know how this game got made. <laughs> like, like, I'm glad it did because obviously it influenced all this stuff. But it was supposed to be Sony's answer to Oblivion. Oblivion came out and, and Sony was like, we need like a Western style fantasy role playing game that people will play in the same way as Oblivion. And then it just that project was just not going very well. And then uh, Hidetaki, Hidetaki Miyazaki Hideteka Miyazaki showed up and was like, here's what we're going to do. And they kind of built, did it in secret. Cause they were like, okay, we have a vision for this, but if anyone from the top brass knows about it, they are not going to approve this game. And there's like a wonderful quotation from, um, forgetting his first name, but, uh, Yoshida, he used to run Shuhei. Yeah. It was, he, what did he run? Was he like the CEO of, Sony yeah, he used to be the, the president CEO of, of PlayStation. Now he's in charge of like their indie division. Yeah, um, it was more of him taking a step back rather than him being fired or anything. But yeah, but he, there's this great quote where he's like, "Oh, this game sucks. Like we can't <laughs> we can't get past the first level. This is very bad." 
Um, and then clearly it got released. It had a very small release um, because they really didn't believe in it. Yeah. And then um, there were enough people who were like, actually, this is like quite deep. Um, I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, I'm like, going to finish it. We were we we were a moment away from Sony buying from software. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. if they would have believed it in just a little bit more, they would have owned yes like this. And can you imagine like all the discourse around like. Uh, like you know first party studios if from software was a sony first party studio like it, it would be kind of wild i mean they they i mean they have that exclusivity deal with with bloodborne yeah yeah, um, yeah because sony was a publisher of that specifically yes yes yeah. and i think didn't uh japan studios help out with the development of that too japan uh studios japan, is closed now uh, i'm not sure if they did it with bloodborne but they made uh demon souls right blue point blue point did. oh did yeah, yeah demon yeah. souls um which now is owned by yeah, yeah, yeah. Sony. And then, well, yeah, because they also had the exclusivity for Demon's Souls. Yeah. You know, which yep, is, yep. yep. Which is why it was the PS5 launch, the whole thing. But um, it is a great game. I don't, I, I have no idea if people who have never played from software games would be like, the, if, I don't know if this is the one to start with. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think maybe Elden Ring is that. Oh, it, absolutely. It is, it has a lot of stuff in it that kind of introduces you to its mechanics a little bit better but can, can you rank the souls games you played how would you rank them like in terms of like your favorite to your favorite. Least favorite i mean i think one is is pretty clearly elden ring yeah um oh gosh i don't know Ugh, it's it's tough because like i think it turns out i like these games <laughs> 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 which like for so long I, I i just didn't really like i i could appreciate them but i didn't really like get it yeah um so i would probably say one is elden ring um, if I went back to it and really committed myself to it, I think two would be Sekiro. Three is probably Dark Souls three, and then Demon Souls, Dark Souls one, Dark Souls two. Did I miss any? No. How far oh, did you and, get in Dark Souls two? And then I didn't play Bloodborne enough to have any opinion on it. Uh, pretty far. I got to the point where like every I had traversed on every single path I could, but just like couldn't beat any of the bosses like, so I let just me let up. me tell you dark souls 2 is a sack of shit like that game <laughs> like people who like it might like it i think like that game because i've only played these dark souls 2 scholars Scholar of the, of the, first of the sin. sin edition yes and like that game is just like it's it's intentionally like screw you guys for playing this game yes in a, and in a way that is just like i i think not fun and even like how when you die you lose your max health Oh yeah, geez, I forgot about that. Which like, is a cool idea, but like with the way no, that game, not well, when I mean, you're as bad I mean, as me. <laughs> well, I think it's a cool idea if the game were more fair, maybe. Right? Yeah, yeah. Where, where like what we were just talking about with Demon Souls, where it's like, oh yeah, I guess I just yeah, fuck me for playing. I guess <laughs> like yeah, which yeah. is not like a fun way to experience that game. That is Dark Souls too, at least Scholar of the First Sin Edition. Uh, I think I also like I would look up guides for it, um, but a lot of people didn't do scholar of the first sin edition guides yeah uh, well, and that game is like a remix of yeah dark souls 2 to kind of make it better because apparently people didn't like the original no, one, i think but... it makes it worse because they hate you <laughs> yeah it's just it's I, I remember like looking up a guide and being like hey yo what do i do about the dragon here and then the guides did not mention the dragon because like, it's no from dragon. the first one and i'm like yeah. yo why does no one have anything to say about this but do you know that in that game if you farm an area long enough the enemies, the enemies just stop spawning yeah <laughs> So, like, there's a finite amount of of souls in that game yes. to a point where it's frustrating because not only could you, like, it, you know. You could lose every all your progress. Yep. Like, of, yep. of, there, of there was a boss, I mean, farming. I didn't get very far in this game at all, that 
on the way to the boss fight, I had uh, extinct all of the enemies because I had gone <laughs> sure. through that so many times. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's frustrating. You, though, you should play Bloodborne. I mean, from yeah, someone who I, is probably... a, a notably bad gamer, um, mm-hmm. I was able to be that game, and I enjoyed beating that game, and it wasn't, like, something that was, like insurmountable it was sure. fun uh, the combat is a lot more like action first rather than slow mm-hmm. um kind of like just patience yeah like, i i felt i feel like like bloodborne is not that way and until elden ring i think the story is much more present in bloodborne yeah. to yeah. a way that makes it engaging in a cool way um i, I am yeah i am excited to keep playing demon souls though it's it's yeah. pretty good yeah um so I played uh, Elden Ring this week in a weird way. Yeah, I was curious. Uh, have you stopped or are you still doing it? So I, I, to be honest, I haven't done much like sitting at my PlayStation to play. I've been doing sure. a lot of Switch and, and things like that. But um, I really didn't play much of it this week. I did, in fact, do Elden Ring walkthroughs. Um, mm. I've been watching a lot of those. And I'm to a point where I, I feel like I'm underleveled again because that's the story of my life. Um, and I was like, I need some farming locations. So I go on the watch these videos about good places to farm mm-hmm. and all of them are like run past these high level enemies get to this one thing grab this item die go back to this place and then uh, do do this cheese move to like get all this stuff and it's like just as hard to play the game as it is to get to these farming locations yeah. at a certain point that I'm like why don't I just play the game right like like this isn't useful or fun Yeah you need a farming location Justin I will hook you up, my friend. I was in the same place where I was like, yo, all these suck. All of these <laughs> suck. Yeah. Um, and, and I found my own, and it, it nets you about 12,000 uh, runes per run, which will be, I don't know, two, three minutes. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. I, I will. I will. I don't. I can't tell you like where it is off the top of my head. Um, all the names kind of like go together. It's like yeah, high fantasy ass Khaled. names, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but, DJ Khaled. Yes, it's in DJ Khaled. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to make a mod, right? Where all the enemies are just him. <laughs> I, I mean, I can't wait. <laughs> I saw one where it was Homer Simpson, and like that yeah. was great. Yeah, um, he was on the horse, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think I might have tweeted that from the Hitbox account. Follow us on Twitter at HitboxPod. Um, yeah, uh, uh, I will, I'll send you that. That helps yeah. me out a lot. If but if I'm gonna rank the Souls games, I go think right ahead. the and I haven't played all of well, I, I guess I have. I would say my favorite is Bloodborne. Mm. Um, Elden Ring is is number two, um, and then it's like everything else is a little bit lower. But I'm gonna say the original Dark Souls is my three. It's um, it's still good. Like it holds a little a place in my heart. But it's still good, and I think like. For for what it is like, even playing like the original one because I have the original one for PS3. Even playing that one like plays pretty well. Yeah. Um. Um. I play the remastered one. I've gotten the further farthest in that one. Uh. Then I would go uh, Sekiro. Then I would go. Uh. Well, no, no, no. Then I would go Dark Souls three, Sekiro, um, Demon Souls, and finally, Dark Souls two. Sure. I watched Dark, and Dark Souls Two uh, is way <laughs> way down like, below. I, I like I didn't play any of the other games and like hate my life. Yeah, Dark Souls Two I played it and I was I hated it. It's, yeah, it's not. It's a tough one. Like there's people who really like it, but I I've watched a, a playthrough, um, like a full playthrough. There's a, a podcast that I used to to like frequent um, called Rage Select, and uh, the guy from there had like a a. a basically a video walkthrough let's play series of him playing it but like mm-hmm. doing it like this is how you should do it and even with him doing that i couldn't do it <laughs> you know what i mean yeah it is it is a a tricky tricky ass game but yeah. what can you do 
Justin, did you beat Lego Star Wars? Is that what you were telling me? Yep, I got through it. I am done with it. I have uh, graduated from it. Uh, I beat uh, the Rise of Skywalker. Um, I'm going to have to look at myself one day in the mirror and mm-hmm. go back and watch that trilogy and really decide mm-hmm. how to rank the Star Wars movies. <laughs> like, So, uh, it's interesting. I, I, I've known this about you for the longest time, Justin, that you and I like just share similar opinions about things. Yeah. Uh, and I remember coming home from The Last Jedi feeling like, was that bad? Yeah. Was that not good? Because everyone else seems to love it, and I didn't yeah. like it. And now before you yell at me on Twitter... I didn't not like it for the stupid reasons that people don't like it. Like, you, you, like you know, like people are just it, it just became such like a oh shit the people who don't like this are like weird racist assholes. <laughs> like that's not <laughs> why I didn't like it. Obviously, I feel like it goes without saying. But and then I talked to you about it and you're like, yeah, was that bad? <laughs> like, yeah, I think it wasn't great. Yeah, I, I literally I was like watching that first scene with the with the failed bombing run and I was like, oh no. <laughs> right. this is bad as soon as as soon as it was like the yo mama joke i was like hey yo what the fuck uh and then i we got done i don't i don't think we saw it together in fact i know we didn't um but after uh rise of skywalker came out you and i were like that's probably as good as it could have been uh not awesome but like also like fine uh i, re- I rewatched that last christmas and that is a movie that I cannot believe got made. It is that bad. It is real bad. I, I don't love The Last Jedi, but like, I don't know what they were doing with that one, man. Like, in my head, I think, and I hate that we're doing this on this podcast right now, but I would, I, I would rank between those two. I still think I would rate Rise of Skywalker above Last Jedi. Only because... Yeah, maybe I they mean, played up to fan service to a way that I can like I could nod my head and be like, "Fine, you're 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 playing a fan service here." Where I feel like the Last Jedi was the anti Star Wars fan movie, yeah. and I think the Last Jedi is like a better put together film. It's like it's like you could see of, that someone had like some ideas about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. With the exception of the the thing that really bothers me the most about the Last Jedi, besides the casino scene, was. A simple two-minute conversation would have made that movie much yeah, shorter. It is one of those. What is that called? The something idiot plot where it's just yeah. like if you all like, yeah, just just for one second, just yeah. sit down, just lit, talk about yeah. it. Um, like, and it's just frustrating because like the whole movie, I'm just like, I'm the characters are just so stupid with how they're interacting. They they're not acting like human beings. Yeah. Whereas. Rise of Skywalker. I'm t- I'm taken back to the prequels of just cartoony shit, and it's yeah, just like yes. it's that like turn your brain off, watch it. It's not a great movie, but like it's still fun. I'll still talk about it. Yeah, damn. Yeah. So, hey, remember uh, when? Uh, spoiler alert: Ray and Kylo Ren kiss, and it's like everyone in the theater was like, "What? <laughs> Is that what's happening? <laughs> Did anyone get those vibes at all?" Because it's also like, hey, man, like yeah, he could be redeemed. Ben Solo could be redeemed. Like I guess. But like, not that redeemed. <laughs> like he was right. still like screaming like fascists. <laughs> like, like yeah, man. Um, but it was better in Lego form, maybe. Well, no. See, that's why I started asking that question because yeah. I really started to feel like the uh, the movie was really bad based on that version of it. It and is like, tough. The, yeah, the Lego version of the of the last trilogy is basically like a pretty much like a beat for beat retelling of mm. the stories. Um, which 
it's not bad. I just wish they were more like goofy with it. Sure. Yeah. Cause like, I think in if- fact, the last Jedi was funny because they kept having Kylo Ren without his shirt on whenever they had an opportunity for it, <laughs> which I appreciated. That was a good, like, uh, like jokes about that aside, like that, that, that was a cool moment. Like the, them being like connected like that through the force and he's like standing there and his his hands are wet because he's like oh shit where are you yeah and even in like going back to the 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 um rise of skywalker that moment when he finds out where ray is because of that thing he's like oh you're in my room like everything that had to do with the two of them like their connection awesome i think that's cool stuff good job guys um uh, adam driver carried those movies i think I mean, yeah. I think there were some other, you know, I think the cast was very charming and likable, but I think his character was, in my opinion, the most interesting stuff that was going on with all that. Yeah. Um, I thought I thought Finn would be interesting, and then I did they too. And then they just did not. They gave just up said, on his character as being anything interesting. <laughs> yeah, I thought Ray would be more interesting, and then they were like, it was like, oh, Ray is the main character of these movies, and then the Last Jedi was like, she's in like twenty minutes of it. <laughs> um, whatever. <laughs> I whatever. <laughs> um, hey, but but basically, uh, if you play the game, you can ha- join in in this conversation filled with spoilers because you will get every plot detail from Lego Scar- Star Wa- uh, Lego Star Wars Skywalker saga. Remember when they were gonna br- when they were like, "Hey Rose, you want to come with us on the mission to I don't know whatever they were gonna do?" And she's, she's like, like nope. "She's like, no, nah, I'm gonna go like do homework." <laughs> it's like, uh, okay, this is clearly made by people who've <laughs> respected each other in their. <laughs> This is filmmaking decisions. Whatever. <laughs> Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga has sold 3.2 million units globally and is Lego's best-selling game ever. Uh, that's well, kind of cool. And that makes sense. From what I've seen of this game, it looks like a fair, like a, a very solid game. Thoughts? Yeah, I, I, I highly recommend it. I think it's there's, there's a lot of good things about it. Um, I think it's really playable. Uh, I think it it handles a lot of the different aspects of like Star Wars really well from the you know the the sound effects. I think that's one of the things I really liked about Battlefront is mm, like yeah. it's the the Star Wars coat of paint over the shooting that you get. Um, this one like you get all the Star Wars sound bites. You get some of the actual original voice actors. You get funny parody of things. You get to fly around in any ship you want. You get to be any character you want. You get to do all these inside jokes and get kyber crystals for it. Like, there's just so much going on that I liked it as a game because it was, like, just a turn-your-brain-off, like, run-around, do shit. Yeah. But also, as a Star Wars fan, um, they just, they are playing to a Star Wars fan. Yeah. And they are playing to a casual fan, a hardcore fan, and the hardcorest of Star Wars fan. There's something for you if you like Star Wars. I And it, the reason I started playing it was not because I wanted to play a Lego game. It was because I was like, I love Star Wars, and I think that this game gets it. Mm-hmm. So it, it's great. I love it. Well, dang. I think, I think that's well-deserved, especially it seems like they all crunched like a million fucking dog years to make this <laughs> work. Yeah. And, which sucks. Which like I'm not trying to like say, oh, it's all worth it. Um, yeah. But I, I don't know. I think... Yeah, I, yeah, it's not it's not worth it, and I, that's not me saying that it is, but it is me right, saying right. I'm happy that it was successful because people I'm put, happy for put the their hearts into correct. it. I'm I'm yes. happy for the people who sacrificed that their themselves to to put this game together, um, which shouldn't so. happen, but it did. Uh, and Unionize I'm glad, everyone. Yeah, yes, please. Um, Nintendo. Uh, oh there is, by the way, a, a unionization story about Nintendo that seems to sort of be like unraveling still. So maybe we'll cover that next week, um, where they are, uh, there are r- stories about people squashing 
people's attempts to unionize and, and stuff like that within Nintendo. But like I said, uh, it's still sort of unraveling. So we'll cover that next week. Um, but in the meantime, it seems like there's a Game Boy Advanced emulator for that Nintendo is going to be using that can run Game Boy games on the Switch. And a lot of people seem to think that that's going to be added to Nintendo Switch Online. Uh, great added value. Um, part of the reason I think this story is interesting to me yeah. is because I'm always shocked when you're like not nostalgic about N64 games. And it's mostly an age thing. Yeah, it's just because I didn't right. have when I was a kid. Um, so are you nostalgic about Game Boy and or Game Boy Advance games? <laughs> yeah, I fucking am. Okay, okay. Yes, I'm just, I am. I'm just checking. I need to know. So if if that comes to Switch Online, what games are you looking for? I'm probably. I mean, I think you're gonna be surprised by the choices I have here. But like, um, is it? Do I have to choose from the list of games that it seems like are coming, or just in general? In general, like, I, I, we can talk about the list of the games they said. But like, when when you think about Game Boy and Game Boy Advance, what are the games that come to your mind, and what what games would you be excited to see if they do in fact do that? So I'm in generally thinking about um, Pokemon Sapphire. That's one I put a lot of time into. I'm also thinking about Mega Man and Bass. Um, I'm thinking about it was a Yoshi's Island uh, with baby Mario and all that. I'm thinking about Kirby Nightmare in Dreamland. Your hands are over your face. Is that? Well, I just know Super Mario World three from the Super Nintendo. It's a, it just I don't associate that as being a, a Game Boy game. Game Boy game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, just, that, I felt old. <laughs> that's, okay. that that's, why, that's why I did it. <laughs> yeah. OK. Um, what else is on there that I, I mean, like. Um, I have I have my little like I've got like a little collection of them that I could probably grab. But um, uh, why don't we do that? Why don't we take a second and, and right, get our collections? Right. Give me all two right. seconds here. We are back uh, <laughs> with our our Game Boy games. My collection here is actually not as uh, it is definitely not all the games I had because there's only like six here. Um, yeah, Kirby. Nightmare in Dreamland is like is one of the games that got me into playing video games. <laughs> like like I know it's it might be weird to say, um, but that is was huge for me as well. Is Sonic Advance three on the Game Boy Advance? Oh. That is a that is a real good one. Otherwise, I've got a handful of like licensed ones here. Uh, licensed ones here. Um, I've got two Bionicle games because Bionicle's fucking rule. Um, and uh, I mean, like I've got like Harry Potter and the Order, the Goblet of Fire, the Order of the Phoenix. I've got uh, the OG Battle for Bikini Bottom, which is just a terrible platformer. Oh, you, they had one for the the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, I'm holding it up to my camera here. It <laughs> is uh, <laughs> just it's just a brutally hard platformer. At least it was in my well, child. Some, some may say the uh, uh, original is pretty bad. Yeah, uh, didn't you play that? What was that called? Re the rehydrated version. Yeah, it's, it's like fine. Um, I had the uh, the Sega Smash Pack, which had. Um, like Echo the Dolphin, and then what the hell is that game? Um, and it had a like OG Sonic on there as well. Um, yeah, what do you got? I've got like you know Pokemon Emerald and Ruby and oh man. Sapphire. So do you own any Game Boy games? Oh, like uh, like the original ones? Yeah. Um, somewhere the problem okay. was when we were kids, like um, ownership was kind of weird. Like they were just passed around, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, so like Pokemon Pinball was a big one. Um, what was the Mario one that was? Is that Mario L Land? Land? Mario Land. It was weird. It was really weird. Um, you got go to space. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so there was that. There was like it's, a, 
Super Mario Land 2 and the Golden Coins. Yes, that is what I'm talking about, and you have it right there. Yes, that was it. Um, and because we probably, we played a lot of those on, um, like, you know, you could plug those into your Game Boy Advance, uh, and then, you know, later down the line, the Game Boy Advance SP. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I, those are the big ones for me. How All about I have to say you? is when I'm a parent and when my kids play video games, I'm going to make sure we don't buy shitty video games for our children. I spent like, so much time playing shitty video games and didn't know that they were bad. And you didn't even know they were bad. No. Like, um, I have uh, on Game Boy here, let me, let me pull it up, the, uh, la- the original Game Boy, The Last Action Hero, a game starring <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's awesome. Um, you know, everyone's favorite uh, game on there. Um, I have, let's see, what, what other terrible games do I have? Uh, I have... Um, Munching Madness, the Tasmanian Devil game. Uh, it's uh, yep, horrible. I have 102 Dalmatians. Great. Um, uh, I have an F1 race game, which maybe <laughs> someone likes out there, but I don't. Sure. Um, uh, let's see. I okay. So, did you ever play the original Donkey Kong on Game Boy? Yeah, that's hard so, as shit. It's like a game that starts off like the arcade game, but when you beat the arcade game, then you get into this open world kind of yes. game. Yeah, it was it, it was a mind blow when I was a child, um, but oh here Popeye, that's awesome. Yeah, classic classic games over here. Like, I got some odd ones, um, but uh, the I don't have that many Game Boy Advance games. Okay, it's it's pretty sad actually. Um, so the games that I I got when when I first got my Game Boy Advance, um, the fir- the game I got with it was the Castlevania Circle of the Moon game. Yeah. Um, Good, good game. I think for when I when I had it at the time, I enjoyed it. It was fine, um, but I'm looking forward to a couple of games specifically. Metroid Fusion, a game I want to go back to. Yeah, um, yes. Uh, it I, it was a fun game when I played it. It was a random gift my mother just got me one time, uh, and she's just like, "Hey, here you go." And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And I was so happy about that. Um, uh, I have Pokemon Fire Red. I have. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I need to know know why. I have two versions of Pokemon Emerald. I'm missing my copy, so that might be mine. Oh, okay. Well, the batteries are probably dead, so... Yeah, it's also probably um, not. But yeah, Metroid Fusion and Zelda in the Minish Cap. Oh, Zelda Minish Cap is so good, yes. Yep. Any of the Game Boy Zeldas, like the Game Boy Color Zeldas, like the Oracle so of Ages, Oracle of Seasons, um, Minish Cap... Um, I know this is 3DS, but any of those games that, like, uh, the uh, Spirit Tracks... Um, I would love yeah. to have those games. Wind, uh, not to... Wind Waker. What was yeah, the... yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that one, obviously, yes, on Switch. What was the one? What was the other one? That was the sequel to the Wind Waker between Spirit Tracks and that. Our Phantom Hourglass. That's oh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, uh, I actually any, had an yeah. emulator of Phantom Hourglass, and it wouldn't work correctly because a uh, 3DS game of Phantom Hourglass Gla- emulated. I mean, that is, not... like, exclusively controlled through the touch. touch yeah, <laughs> That was um, rough. <laughs> there was a, a part in that game where you have to close your DS. Like, that's cool. <laughs> like, the fact that that, like, that is a... Oh, maybe that's where I got stuck. <laughs> I was like, well, how did I do this? Uh, I, have, I have a lot of, like, like I said, the Game Boy Advance was when, like, I first started to become aware of video games. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, and then, like, I have a lot of love for, like, a lot of the DS games, too. Like, I've got right here, like, Metroid Prime Hunters, Sonic Rush Adventure... Um, like my sims <laughs> the fucking ds version of lord of the rings conquest uh <laughs> sucks but i have it and i played a lot of it um i mean animal crossing uh, uh 
all sorts of stuff. All like we said, the uh, Phantom Hourglass and and all that stuff. Uh, so yes, I am excited for if this is happening. It seems pretty legit. I mean, I I wouldn't put it past them to just do that. Um, the Game Boy is is a is an extremely extremely popular handheld device, and they. Uh, and it's like one of like the last ones that they could actually bring to the switch. Like, I think they would have a hard time bringing the DS games to the switch because of I, yeah, like, yeah, yep. You, you could, you could do select ones, you know, based on their control schemes, but most of them have some sort of touch gimmick to them. You know, like they brought, uh, uh, Omega, no, that was the DS game. Uh, what was the one, the Pokemon game you just played? Pearl, Pearl. uh, diamond Pearl. Pearl those games work on the on the switch because like you don't need the touch like the right, right dual right. screen yeah, yeah. aspect of it um whereas i don't know are you, are you going to be able to play pokemon ranger <laughs> probably, probably i mean you could probably, probably could just not. do the touch screen but yeah um big brain academy <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh i'm i would love this i would yeah, love that I, yeah, I, I and I'm already a fan of like just going back and playing some of the N64 games, some of the Super Nintendo games that are there. So, give me back. I'll I'll play. I'll play. Yes, yes, I would absolutely dive dive deep into some of those games and probably uh, grab ones that I missed. Like we were talking about, like Metroid Fusion and, and oh yeah yeah. Like I, I never played that, and I now, now that you're a Metroid fan, now that Metroid is a hitbox game of the year, is hitbox winner. game of the year. What a twist! What a twist! What a plot twist! No one saw coming. Yeah. Except our good friends at. Button matching 101 predicted it. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. They did. Uh, we were talking about Star Wars before. Let's talk about Star Wars again. Um, this is just straight up an official blog post from StarWars.com. Uh, Amy Henning <laughs> and Skydance New Media creating new Star Wars game. Uh, so Skydance, they are... Um, did they make... like They were responsible for the publishing of The Walking Dead? Nope. I'm thinking of... I think Skydance was just a studio that Amy Hedden created, right? Yes, you're right. You're right. I'm thinking of Sky something. Skybound um, is a comics. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. They, I think, were the publisher of the Walking Dead comics, which then was tied into the Walking Dead game. Uh, yeah, so they are making a video game. It's just sort of like not... There's not a lot going on here in terms of like what the actual game is, um, but just some background on uh amy hennig she uh worked for ea where she like oversaw um visceral games when they were making what was that star wars 1313 visceral games made dead space and then 1313 was like a boba fett type game that got canceled um to the heartbreak of pretty much anyone who had seen that trailer um she worked as a creative director uh for like uncharted and uh worked she was the reason Uncharted 1 through 3 came, right? Like, she was the, the head of those, wasn't she? She, uh, creative director and lead writer, yeah. So, so she's she, lead writer, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she, like, has quite the, uh, resume, portfolio, uh, uh, for this. So, like, hey, I think a marriage between Star Wars and Uncharted would be cool. That's kind of what, uh, like, a part of what, uh, what was that game? Jedi Fallen Order was so like yeah I would love I would play a Star Wars game like that yeah I trust I trust Amy Hennig the the one thing is I don't know the last game that she made probably it seems like a lot of the projects she's been 
involved with have just never gotten further. Yeah, from from recent stuff. Right, right. Not that she's bad necessarily. I mean, video games are are probably you know one of those things that it can sometimes be hard to come up with a new one. But I think I would trust her to to be uh, involved in a Star Wars project. Well, based um, on I mean, if she, if you just said, hey, she is going to actually make whatever the hell thir- Star Wars thirteen thirteen was going to be, like, oh, okay, then yeah. <laughs> like people I think would be really excited for that. Uh, there's not there's not much news about this other than that there is a video game coming, but we've sort of known that Star Wars was going to be branching out for a lot of different studios. Um which I don't know. Like I'm I'm fine with that. I like oh, yeah, Star, more Wars. Star Wars. Is great. Um and I'm I, still and expecting I think, sorry, I'm still expecting a um Star Wars uh uh Fallen Order two. Yeah, year. I think we're waiting on that. Um I'm curious about if slash when that would be announced this year because EA Play Live is not happening. Um, and was uh, it was it this year where they were like, we are working on more Star Wars games, but like not going to give you any titles or anything like that? Yeah, it's pro- it's probably uh, going to be when Sony buys EA. Oh yeah, you think that's what's <laughs> happening here? Yeah, but they're going to buy Ubisoft first. Oh sure, and then EA, and then Microsoft. Yeah, because they have that cash. Yep, they do. I've for seen all, it. For all of those purchases. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, especially well, because Elon Musk bought Sony first. Oh, fucking finally. If that happened, I might just change my profession. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's, speaking of things that shake your belief in humanity, uh, let's talk about Sonic Origins. So Sonic Origins is like a collection of um, classic Sonic games. So you got Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic 2, Sonic 3 and Knuckles, and Sonic CD. Uh, I think pretty undisputable, like great games, great platformers. Uh, and it's cool that they are being remastered for this collection. However, the pre-order like chart that, um, Sega released for like the different versions of this is kind of wild. So basically like you have the base game, then you have, um, what is this called? The start, the start dash, dash pack. pack, which gives you, gives you like some bonus coins, um, mirror mode, and then like a background. <laughs> so if you want to pay for that, and it's weird, like you can do that. And then there's the premium fun pack, um, which is, has hard missions, um, that the aforementioned background, some character animations in the main menu, <laughs> camera controls in the main uh menus uh as well as some other character character animations <laughs> and then there's the classic music pack which is um just dlc like it doesn't include the main game oh oh those last two are like additional dlcs that you have to purchase a dish in addition to the main game uh and this just has like some additional music which is cool uh and then there's the digital deluxe edition which is the game <laughs> the hard missions <laughs> Uh, character animations, camera controls, and menus, more character animations, and the soundtrack, but does not include, um, mirror mode, <laughs> or, it's just, it's fucked, there's six, there's five different ways to buy this game, and it's all a nightmare, um, uh, and, and I think you have to pre-order it, like, two to get everything. Yeah. Like, that's, like, part of it. Yes. Um, so, uh, did you see Devolver Digital's tweet about this? I did not. So they tweeted. Um, uh, oh, I, mean, I did about Trek to yeah. Yomi. Yeah, I did they're like, this. our marketing yeah. department created a handy guide for pre-ordering Trek to Yomi. Please use this to navigate your purchase. And then it's basically 
Um, all different versions pre-order now for ps4 ps5 xbox series x pc and like every box is checked on it so like it has like everything like checked for all of them um it's pretty funny they get it yeah this is i mean okay this is not uh, sadly i guess this is not unheard of in today's market right i mean between like the charts that we've needed to understand what comes in what version of what sony game and and all that sort of stuff um but the fact that it's like hey this one version of the game doesn't have animations in the menus it's like hey what the what? fuck yeah <laughs> like like what like wh- why like that's such a weird we, that's a weird thing to not include but then also to market as oh if you want that it's the premium fun pack because it's like you know that's not fun that's just like either have animations in the menus or do not like this is so weird um i don't know i guess what does sega have anymore right like they've killed sonic over and over again um you know like what all right so tinfoil hat time you ready put it on man put it on me all right this proves that Sony is buying Sega. No. Because only Sony would allow <laughs> oh, such yes, a stupid such, upgrade. Such <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not unfair. Um, <laughs> it's not <laughs> wild. It's stupid. And, and what sucks it too is like, this is probably going to be like a fun game. You know, like, you know, not that this is going to like ruin that, but it's just like sucks that this is like the taste that a lot of people are going to have for a game that probably is pretty sweet. And, and that's the thing. Like, the people that are going to be most upset by this are the people who love Sonic who are going to be excited about this. And then they see this and it feels like they are being literally exploited. Yes. Like, Oh, the fan wants the animation in the menu. The fan will buy animation in menu. Yes. It's animation in menus. That's (laughs) (laughs) like, that's such a weird, like that feels like the kind of thing when DLC first started becoming like a thing, you know how, like when horse armor was in oblivion and everyone was really mad, it was like $10 for my horse to look different. And then like that shaped how we play games. Now this feels like the kind of thing from back then, you know, maybe that's what they're going for with like this whole retro Sonic thing. But like, (laughs) but like, (laughs) this is just not it. So congratulations, Sega on, I mean the, the, Category was pretty packed here for worst DLC editions. Yeah, Um, but you really have taken the mark here. So congratulations. Uh, In other Japanese company news, Square Enix, the president, uh, what's his name here? Uh, Yosuke Matsuda said that Japanese developers shouldn't try to make games for the West by emulating how the West makes games. Uh, And I assume maybe he implies vice versa. He basically is saying that Square Enix owns a lot of companies, right? And that it's Japanese studios should focus on making Japanese games. Like not like, like, you know, you're going to release games globally, but like, don't try and have them make um, a Tomb Raider game, for example. And it's Western studios like uh, Eidos Montreal and uh, Crystal Dynamics and all of them should focus on making Western games. Uh, His reasoning, I think, is a little interesting. He basically says, uh, and this was in an interview um, with Yahoo Japan, which was then translated by uh, Video Games Chronicle and Xputer. Basically, like he said, um, interestingly, if Japanese developers try to imitate Western games, they cannot make good ones. The designs of monsters and the visual and audio effects are all still somewhat Japanese, and players know the world, uh, players around the world know that this is what makes Japanese games good. 
I think that's an interesting mentality. What do you think? I strongly disagree with that. I probably um, do too, but go on. And I think when you're looking at, you know, uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, you're looking at uh, Life is Strange, you're looking at what are other Square Enix properties that are more like quote unquote Tomb Western. Raider, Tomb Raider, uh, Avengers. Right? Yeah. So you look at those games. The reason those games, like, I, I don't think those games are, are bad because they're, they're Western based games. I just don't think they're good games. And well, I think yeah, you're on. looking at a game like Final Fantasy VII Remake. And I think what makes that game fascinating is that it is mixing the more like actiony, feeling like Western influence, and it's m- creating this really cool RPG kind of like hybrid version in a way that I feel like Final Fantasy VII Remake is the perfect kind of like middle point of that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think. Not to be the correction police here, but like Tomb Raider, Life is Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers, those were made by Western studios. They're just published right. by Square Enix. So so like I don't understand like, hey man, people didn't like Avengers because at the end of the day, while some people find quality in it, it's just not a great game, unfortunately. Right. Correct. Like I'm not like I'm not trying to dunk on people and say that if you liked it, you you're foolish, but it's just like ultimately it was just not a very well received game. You know, full stop. But that's not because you tried to make it through a Japanese studio, unless I'm mistaken. Um, and I, I don't know, like I'm playing demon souls, which is a Japanese interpretation of Western fantasy. And it's cool. Cause it's like, right. it's weird. I mean, it, it not like that. That means that has an odd connotation to it. What I mean is it's interesting because you go, Oh, that's not how most Western fantasy would do it. Why are there Cthulhu's like, that's not, it's something you know right 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 um weird that he would have this opinion Uh, i i I think good games influence other games and if we have japanese developers taking influence from western developers and we have western developers taking influence from japanese developers that's going to make cooler more inspired video games um, I love playing JRPGs. I, you love playing Japanese-based games. I love playing Western games. You love playing Western games. Like, give, giving, like, that kind of mixture, I think that just creates really interesting things. And I, I don't I don't think, like, looking at sales numbers of games that your studios from Western developers made and being disappointed with them is, like, the way to, like, say that Japanese-based publishers shouldn't be making Western games. It yeah. doesn't make sense to me. And the other way around, too, right? Like, I don't know, like, I maybe don't know off the top of my head. Oh, well, here's one. Like, you look at a game like Undertale. You ever play that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great game. And it is, like, trying to be kind of a JRPG. You know, it's trying to be, like, Earthbound and, like, some of those older, um, more more classic JRPGs. And it's better for it because it's it's taking inspiration and, and all that sort of stuff from those games while also mixing in, you know, uh, whatever the creator I'm forgetting his name Toby Fox uh, whatever his you know other video game inspirations are from western stuff I don't know I think it's it's weird to to not want to mix your inspirations um, and stuff like that you know and and maybe this is me being like I, maybe not me maybe this is just like looking at an interview of of someone saying something translate it put it through like you know take yeah. it out of context and like we're missing what 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 that's saying there um maybe this is not like you know him being like hey no we sh- we got to stop what we're doing 
I just think that hybrid is awesome, and I think that we need more of that. We need we need that kind of stuff, and um, I I think a game like Dark Souls, Demon Souls, the reason that game's interesting is because it doesn't fit Western or Japanese. It's like this cool middle ground, yeah. Uh, this unique middle ground um, that is fascinating, and I, and I think the more we can mix games and create new things, the better gaming is. Yeah, I I don't know. Like I think a lot of the most memorable stuff about games is when something happens that i wasn't expecting because it's like oh this is influenced by this but it's also this i don't know like resident evil <laughs> that's a japanese right, game right 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 that is about america and it's like yo this is wild <laughs> like like this is really odd in a way that's like peculiar but also like captivating and like kojima kojima is so heavily influenced yeah. by western pop culture yes that yeah his games y- you look at them and you know you can say like oh this has a japanese feel to it but like i don't know i think i think his games have their own style i wouldn't call his games japanese games i'd call them a kojima game and hey sometimes that doesn't work but that's just <laughs> how i mean no i'm just saying like sometimes games are bad but yeah, I don't know if it's yeah. ever because it's like this game is weird because it's feels like it was made by a Japanese person about yeah. the West. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think I think as long as you're not like appropriating culture, but are just taking your culture and, and bringing your background to it, to your art. I think that's cool. Here, here's a here's a hot take. I wish Square would actually make a Final Fantasy game. In like like similar to like Final Fantasy X, like when's the last like kind of big turn based Final Fantasy game that was made? Uh, you nailed it on the head, Final Fantasy X. Right, like I-, I think a nice like put together 3D high graphic cool game like that would be awesome. Yeah, where's that game? Maybe it's Final Fantasy 16. We are. Is that coming out this year? It, Probably I, not. Right. If it comes out this year, I will eat a shoe. Yeah, that seems unlikely. Like on, not the shoe on thing. The, the internet, I will eat a shoe. Okay, well, look forward to that podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the sounds of him chewing on rub- rubber. Yeah, um, it's not. It's not a video. It's just a podcast. <laughs> yeah, just. Uh, Halo season two has been announced. It's going to last for six months, and there is no battle royale. But there's like a style that's kind of like it. It's called Last Part in Standing, and it's just like uh, it, it's it's a free for all. 12 you know 12 on one i guess or maybe one on 11 i don't know how you want to break that down it's a big big team battle map um with like you have five respawns and it sort of fits in with uh there was a limited time game mode i'm trying to remember what it was called for one of the events this in season one that um that had like limited respawns and stuff like that kind of it was kind of cool i mean like it made things kind of tense when you died but um I, it seems as if people got wound up over nothing. Maybe us included. I don't know. I wasn't maybe wound up about it, but well, wasn't there another studio that was working on something? I don't know if this is that. What do you mean? Like, I think there's still like another studio that's helping three four three with uh, a battle royale game. Like this, this seems like a hybrid battle royale kind of thing. That's not like straight up like that. Is it? Uh, I don't. Polyphony? No. No, that would be surprising. Um, <laughs> it would be. They're owned by Sony. Um, <laughs> I'm sort of. I'm just scrolling through this Halo Waypoint blog post, uh, talking about people about like King of the Hill, which is not new. Um, Land grab, which is new. It's it's like territories basically. Um, 
Let's see here. Uh, it's certain affinities, sorry. Certain affinities? Yeah, so Halo Infinite, this is a Eurogamer article. Halo Infinite Battle Royale rumors swirl as certain affinity confirms deepening 343 relationship, an article by Tom Phillips. Halo supported studio certain Affi uh, affinity has said it's deepening its relationship with the series. Main developer 343 and is now working on evolving Halo Infinite further. Certain affinity has assisted with Halo development as far back as Halo 2, yada, yada, yada. Um, and many people are assuming that this is going to be the uh, a more proper battle royale mode. Gotcha, but it's not a. Um, this is it is not officially announced. No, yeah. So yeah, okay. back in January, this is according to the same article. Back in January, Windows Central reported on the now confirmed fact certain affinity had be. Uh, been roped in to assist on infinite development at the time the report suggested it was building a new game mode which could be the game's take on a battle royale so certain affinity has come in to like f specifically focus on a, ba uh, a a mode which is not the last spartan standing gotcha okay so i guess there is still potential for that to happen um but it may it seems then not happening in season two here or maybe it could no, be like no, a no, limited time event if it happens but yeah, the the last part in standing. So I think the the having the lives is cool. Um, they also have like if you get a kill, you get upgraded weapons. Mm -hmm. Like you get stronger weapons. So you kill someone, you get like a battle rifle. You kill yeah. someone with a battle rifle, you get a sniper rifle and that kind of thing. So there are like some of like, that escalation type of stuff that you that you would be getting. But um, they have written down something of an escalation slayer, which I think is is um, cool. Yeah, yeah. So uh, a new game mode to bring more life into Halo is what Halo needs, but uh, I don't think that's going to sustain it for six months. No, that's the thing. Like looking at this, like I love Halo, obviously, <laughs> um, but I just don't know if, like, if the battle pass is cool. I don't know. We'll see. I'll I'll dip in whenever. When is this launch? It's May, right? May third. So next week. That's right around the corner. Yeah. So perhaps I won't actually. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so actually, no. eventually maybe, but yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, all right. All right, Halo Infinite. Glad you're here, but um yeah, I uh we'll check you out eventually <laughs> again. Uh Justin, okay. Xenoblade Chronicles 3. <gasps> A game I know you're just you're just dying for. I like I I, I might sound sarcastic, but totally. I am super no, stoked about this game. I if it was play if I could play it today, I would. Well, I'd, guess I'd what? I just stop recording. What? It was coming out in September and now it's coming out in July. Oh. Um, a wild move bow, for the video game bow. industry. Has that ever happened before? Like in recent memory? Like have like, you not that I can think of a game like that being like, yeah, actually it's coming out tomorrow. You know yeah, I mean? It's actually yeah. like coming out like I mean, it is the it's similar to like a shadow drop, you know, where it's like yeah, it's yeah, out yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, it had like a release window and then they moved it up like to yeah. July. Yeah. So uh, Xenoblade coming in July, which is exciting because it means that like I, I, I was going to try and play this eventually. But the fact that it's coming in July means I will play this yeah. when it comes out, you know, because like, hey, what else is coming out in July? <laughs> Not a whole lot um but let's talk about the switch here for a second so here's what here are the big things that we have coming out uh later this year on friday just three days after this week's hitbox day um good day is yeah and they're you know they're getting a little close so i appreciate you know nintendo seeing uh you know gamers back game they saw <laughs> they us they said they, they like, know what's we'll going back on. off a little bit yeah um nintendo switch sports that kind of crept up on me uh but i am probably gonna get that 
and play it with Elena and report back to you next week. Oh, uh, I, I, I will be interested to hear that. I don't think I'm going to buy that. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I might want to wait just a little bit to hear how, like, feature rich it is. But yeah. I'm sure the games will play fine. From what I'm hearing from the previews, they play well. I mean, here's a, a take. I think Wii Sports is maybe one of the best games ever made. <laughs> whoa, 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 man. It is a fun game. And that's all it is. It's not a it's not a deep game. It's not a complex game. But damn it, is it a fun game? Yeah, you know. No, I, I and I think the the thing about that game is they made video games accessible to everyone in a way that few games and video games do. I think um, in terms of its goal, it is perhaps one of the most successful games ever made. In terms of they wanted anyone to be able to play it, and they wanted families to get together and just play Wii Sports, and that's. Like, I remember doing that. I imagine you probably do, right? Like, the Wii is so dope. And and it was also like, hey, here's what you can do with the Wii. Um, so I, I I will be curious about Wii Switch Sports, but uh, I imagine that I will uh, have, have a hoot and a holler with that. I mean, some of my favorite memories are, like, making Miis with my family. Yeah, that's like, what I'm talking about. You know, like, yeah. that's... It, that's not even like part of the game but like it became part of the it's game it's kind of part of the game though right because you sit down and you're like all right time to make one for dad you know yeah, like like yeah. and then you'd be like playing with a different group of people like a couple weeks down low and you see your dad like in the background like <laughs> yeah, being like just yeah. creeping in the bowling alley and you're like oh dad what are you doing here yeah exactly um so i i am i'm truly excited for that june 10th is mario strikers battle league we sort of talked about this this is like not a game for us but hey people will play it and be very excited about it i imagine uh, but guess what? A bi- uh, I know this is not a Nintendo game. Bigger Nintendo, bigger game coming out on June tenth. Uh, what? Is it, uh, is it the, the quarry? quarry? Oh fuck! Yeah. I'm so I excited know. for the quarry. I oh. know. And also, uh, the uh, 32 years prior, another another fun game came out. 32 Me. years prior on June tenth. I don't know. Me. On it's my yes, birthday. You. It's your yeah. birthday. Yeah. Just Some say I'm, I'm fun like a game. Others yeah. say I'm frustrating like Dark Souls. <laughs> Justin, for me, you're a perfect mix of Wii Sports and Dark Souls 2. Wow. Oh, that's, that's a journey. <laughs> scholar of the First Sin Edition. Justin Makovich, oh, no. colon, Scholar of the First Sin Edition. Hashtag uh, sports. That was the re-release. Yeah, hashtag sports. I love it. Uh, yeah, so Mario Shred, I, I don't know. I'm not going to play this. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but I, I think that this is probably going to be a good game for people who like this you know, and for people who are a big fan of Mario sports titles, I'm interested uh, to hear what people think of that. Uh, later in June, we've got Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes. Are you going to play this? You're a fan of Three Houses, but not a fan I, of Muso. Yeah, I mean, if Zelda, a, a Zelda Muso game didn't get me in, um, I doubt this would get me in. Unless somehow, some way, it runs beautiful on the Switch. But oh, I think no. along with the gameplay not being super great and also the game not running well potentially most likely i don't know i mean i love i love three houses a lot but yeah um i guess we'll see yeah okay so uh oh no so uh, we don't know if this is like a direct sequel to three houses in the way that like persona 5 strikers was to persona 5 they have uh, some, i don't uh yeah based on how that story goes i don't think that would happen <laughs> yeah okay I don't, I don't know but then also you know uh, uh age of calamity is in a separate timeline from uh, uh, Breath of the Wild. So, like, who freaking knows? Um, yeah, I, I'm not gonna play this either. But uh, Live a Live, or is it Live Alive? Uh, which is a classic 
uh, it's it's a Famicom game, a Super Famicom game that is being re-released outside of Japan for the first time. Uh, that's also coming. That's coming July twenty second. Um, so it's you know a, a turn based RPG, kind of like a Chrono Trigger or you know more recent. Uh, I mean any of those like Final Fantasy pixel remakes and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. I. I, the, the point of us talking about all of this is not to just say like I don't care about this, um, but to just illustrate the point of like here's what Nintendo but, has coming down the but line. But you're saying we don't care about this. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's pro- it's it's an old ass RPG that I'm sure people will get a lot out of, but probably I won't. You know? Yeah. Uh, the further down the line, July 29th, Xenoblade Chronicles three. Um, that is on my birthday. It's not. I just lied. I don't know. Why oh I did that. wow! I'd be like, wow, what a <laughs> crazy random happenstance. No. Um, uh nice i like that uh no uh december 28th is mine i just lied i don't know why i'm sorry um (laughs) it's been a long day um but we got that coming out and then september 9th is splatoon 3 uh recent trailer uh uh showed up for that i mean it just looks like more splatoon which i am excited to play but i gotta say like that trailer i saw that and i was like oh just again we're just just another the same huh splatoon 3 colon another (laughs) yeah 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 uh, and then later, these these don't have dates, but they have been said to be coming 2022. We've got Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, which we've talked to death about uh, in previous episodes, and Bayonetta 3, as well as Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope, and Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp, which, as you said, uh, so that got like delayed indefinitely because of the um, real war that's going on in, in the world. Uh, but you had said that someone got access to this game because they yeah, like, pre-ordered they, like, it had a pre-downloaded because when you pre-ordered it you could pre-download it and sure. like they just started playing it on the day like it was able to be played <laughs> on the day it was supposed to be released which is hilarious i mean congrats to them uh <laughs> but you know uh i okay all of this is to say Oh, gosh. I'm so sorry. I was scrolling down, and then the Wii Sports music just blasted in my headphones. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. Oh, all right. Sorry. All of this is to say, that is what the confirmed, like, calendar for the Switch is. Obviously, there's other things that potentially could come out, like your um, Metroid Prime 4 uh, sports stories on this list that I'm looking at here. Breath of the Wild 2 is not, as it's been confirmed to be coming in 2023. But um, that's what, like, is happening. What do you think? This is maybe not, like, a super strong year for the Switch, but there are enough titles on here that I think if someone were to resonate with all of them, I, I think that they could look at this, if this was all that was coming, as, like, hey, this is a pretty good year. Yeah, I think... Um you get two Pokemon games in the same year, and I know RCS wasn't your cup of tea, but I do feel like a lot of these games are not like mainline cup of teas for people. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, I mean, I yeah. think uh, if you get a mainline Pokemon game in a year, that's huge, no matter what. And on top of that, you got Kirby, which is you got, great. You got a Kirby that that's gotten really good reviews. I think like better reviews than most most at least me. It's than, one of my I favorite games thought. of the year. Yeah. Um, and then you get like uh, uh, your new Wii Sports. You have a Xenoblade, which I'm stoked about. I think there's some good games here, and I would assume there's still a chance that something like a a, a Metroid um, uh, Dread gets announced that they come out with like kind of yeah. last minute. Um, which it just seems odd to me that they would move Xenoblade. It's like, what are they waiting? Like, what are they making room for something? Well, or... that's the thing, right? Like, yeah, like it feels I, that way. 
Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, we don't know, obviously, what that could be. Uh, <laughs> I, it seems like that you're you're only going to move your games around for something big, right? So, like, I don't know. To me, that doesn't strike me as like, oh, that's because the holiday spot is going to be Mario and Rabbids. Like, while that will be a, <laughs> I'm sure, good game, a lot of people like the first one, uh, and I'm sure this is going to be, you know, fine and fun, I, I don't think it is the, like, heavy hitter that would be, like, uh, hey, we got to move things away from yeah, this yeah. game. Well, I know? think they're actually waiting till they officially acquire Ubisoft. Oh, that's right. Yes, because, yeah. you know, as we said, uh, Nintendo loves Ubisoft and mm-hmm. they think yep. that they would fit in with their catalog of games. Yeah, obviously. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, you know, they put Assassin's Creed Ezio collection on the Switch. I see it. I was paying attention. No one else was. I paid attention. Got Ezio to Atari Day Frenzy. It's the new Switch mascot. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, I think this is so up in the air still because of that last little, you know, quarter of the year. Because also, it, it's I don't I don't know if this is exactly how it is working uh, with them, but it, it is entirely possible that they could be like, okay, well we have Bayonetta three and like you know Metroid Prime four or some other big hitter that like could be ready by then, but we're still waiting to see which one will be ready by then. So that yeah. way you can drop your heavy hitting guy, uh, you know, for that holiday lineup, and then the this year was kind of an anomaly, but I imagine that this that the like quarter one you know january through march people saw i think studios saw like publishers particularly saw hey people are buying games at that time that has been a time that has been traditionally pretty much horrifically barren so like who knows maybe they're saying there's a game that will be a heavy hitter in the holiday season and then also we'll do a heavy a follow-up heavy hitter in that uh, first season of the year too but yeah i mean it, it's interesting I, I mean i love nintendo a lot i just feel like this year specifically like at this point i just don't know what to play next on the switch yeah yeah i've, um, I've kind of not really touched it other than with kirby and i guess i will with Wii sports but like i know i didn't buy kirby but like i'm just i bought lego star wars instead yeah. which again don't recommend playing on the switch yeah um and like i kind of bought that because i wasn't digging kirby but i'm just waiting like for something else so yeah i don't know there's probably know. And, there's probably some decent indie stuff coming out that we are completely absolutely missing uh but press uh, of the wilds too yeah that's that's gonna be in a pretty small indie game maybe yeah, you haven't heard tiny, of it it's called breath tiny of the wild one yeah. yeah uh but no i i do know what you mean uh and you know just as it comes with the territory of indie games like sometimes it's just hard to like know about what games to care about um you know when is Baron breakfast coming out Bear uh, and Breakfast. It's been out for like three weeks. <laughs> no, 2022, kidding. it says. Bear and Breakfast release date. So, nope. Okay, 2022. Don't know. Well, that game will come out and they'll be cute and fun. <laughs> it's got it, right? Do you know what this is? Is it your, your bear in a bed and breakfast? Yeah. And uh, you you decide if you eat Goldilocks or not? Um, I don't know if that part's a part of it, but yeah, I mean, you pretty much nailed it. Yep. If I was a bear, I mean, that's like half of my life is just like, should I eat Goldilocks or should I just let her go? Yeah, or it could be like, um, I'm going to eat a bunch of berries and then just sort of relax. That sounds pretty good. But then you realize you ate the wrong kind of berries and then you're you're on your stump for a couple hours. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. 
Uh, what about, um, I'm trying to think of some other indie games that, oh, uh, by the way, Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion is on Game Pass, or it, I don't know if it is at this moment, but it will be. Uh, quality title there. Go That's do a yourself, good one. Do yourself a favor. G- commit two hours to playing that. You'll have some chuckles along the way. It's a lot of fun. Hey, speaking of tax evasion, I just got my IRS refund from the federal government. Oh, you got a refund? I owed yeah, $45. It- <laughs> Oh, okay. That's not it, bad. It, uh, I had to claim a lot of stuff about like, well, this was for oh. work. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, fun fact: you should, if like, I don't know how you file, but do you like pay quarterly? Uh, I'm going to be doing that this year ah, to make good, my good life choice, a good little choice. bit easier. Yes. Yeah, if you need help, if you need help with that, my fiance's got you. But uh, uh, yeah, this, this guy much. just turbo taxes it, and then they give him money. I, I mean, I, I I hope I'm not doing anything wrong, but uh, I think you're doing fine. Yeah. Uh, Ch- Hunter Chocolatier. When that, when's that game coming out? Uh, you know, from what I can tell, um, not this year. Nope. Uh, last update on the website. Yep, December twenty fifth, twenty twenty one, and then there was that update on that uh stream or whatever it was. And they're uh, like, yeah, we're so early, we don't even know what the game looks like yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I just checked the FAQ page about when does it come out, and it still says can't commit to a release date. It's still in relatively early in development. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, yes, I yes, fucked yes. myself, didn't I? <laughs> well, I mean, it'll be fine. It'll be. You know, w- what's the worst that's going to happen? That doesn't uh, for my fantasy team. Uh, yeah. It's that game doesn't come out. Starfield sucks. And um, but like if that happens. What what's the worst that can happen? Uh, public shaming, I think. Mm. I think because if you lose, isn't it that you you have to eat a full egg without cracking the shell? So you have to just I got swallow down a weird. Egg. I got down a weird, <laughs> oh? <laughs> a weird rabbit hole um, of toddlers holding eggs. I don't even know what that means. What does that so mean? So like, a, if you give a toddler an egg, this is on TikTok. If you give a toddler an egg, sorry, Instagram reels, because I'm not like that. Okay. Yeah. If you give a toddler an egg, they don't break it. They just walk around with it very delicately. Oh, that's kind of cute. But can you imagine there's quite a few videos of them actually breaking it? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Uh, As we're at the end of our show here, I can feel it. We're talking about toddlers and eggs. Here's a quick update on my fantasy team. I have three points. Uh, (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. um, Well, I've only had one game come out. And, oh, that, okay. and that was Ghostwire Tokyo. And then I uh, counterpick uh, Stranger Paradise, which got me negative three points. So shouldn't but I have that's four not a bad points? Counterpick. That is no. not a bad counterpick. No. And then um, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League will not come out, which means I'm getting zero points. That's my other counterpick. But it means that... Um, that's good. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like so you I'm, nailed your counterpicks. I did, like, I did pretty good there. Uh, yeah. But now it's just that... Haunted Chocolatier, for sure. It's, I don't know. I'm not going to say for sure, but uh, curious if that will be coming out this year. Likely not. Callisto Protocol, that was a, sort of a Hail Mary pick. Hey, who counterpicked that uh, Haunted Chocolatier, by the was way? Was that you? I don't know. Curses. Yeah. I don't know about that. Curses. <laughs> uh, but I've got some I've got some decent other stuff. If it comes out this year, who knows? We'll see. I think Starfield is a safe bet. But yeah, I, 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 at the very least, how can Starfield get worse than an eight? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, uh, yeah, that, like things would have to go pretty bad for Bethesda, yes. for that thing to be coming out like a sixty. Yes, I agree. Um, 
And I mean, a, a lot of other, I mean, I'm sure we'll do a, a mid-year update of this. Um, but like you and I, like we have not had a whole lot of games come out. I I've, guess you've, I've been, you've had a few. I've been playing it by carefully. Um, one of my games came out, the RPG Time Legend of Right. Um, it's slow. Like I got points for it, then they took them down because people are still reviewing it. And uh, right now, it looks like it's sitting at an eighty. So dang, <laughs> did you play it? I know that you said you were going to play all. Of yours. It's on my list of things to play, but that means I have to sit down on a computer and play it. And uh, uh, until yeah. it comes to Switch, I don't know about that. Yeah, no, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, hey, now we're just talking about a website you can't see. So I think that means it's time to end the show. Um, <laughs> real quick, my projected score is 64. Oh, Everyone okay. else is in the hundreds. Whatever. Uh, I'm going to win. I, I got this. Thanks so much for listening. If you're interested in following us on Twitter, we would really appreciate it. You can find us on Twitter. I was desperate there. Um, you can find us on Twitter at HitboxPod. You can send us a uh, DM or tweet at us what you thought of the show. Anything, uh, wh- uh, whether that's the Sonic Origins like pre-order fiasco, uh, Game Boy Advanced and, and Game Boy games coming to the Switch, Lego Star Wars, Returnal, Demon Souls, really anything here. Uh, the rest of the year for Nintendo. I want to hear about it. Again, that's on Twitter at HitboxPod. Or you can email us at HitboxOfficialPodcast at gmail.com whatever uh service you're using to listen to this we would love it if you would give us a subscription or follow or whatever sort of verbiage they use on that platform that would really help us out along with a review five stars it's so easy it takes like two seconds it mean the world well, to us. i mean be, being a five-star podcast i mean that's not easy hey a lot of work comes into this podcast all right making this happen for you all to listen to every single week on hitbox day wednesdays at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time every week for the past like two years. Um, <laughs> next one's 90. That's kind of fun. Ooh. And then 10 more, and that's 100. 100 times we've if done this. If I live to be 90, the world will want to get rid of me. <laughs> if I live to be 100, I will be very tired. Speaking of, yeah, I mean, probably. Who knows? Maybe you'll be really spry. You'll be like, you know, maybe technology has advanced that far. Yeah, yeah. The oh, sad news. Did you hear the Uh-oh. world's oldest person died? Oh no. Yeah. Um. Let me, let me get that. I think it was 118. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh wait, maybe not. Uh, died. Uh, let me see uh, here. Yeah. Oh, yep. World's oldest person, Kane Tanaka, dies in Japan, aged 119. Wow. Yeah. When did that Which, happen? Uh, today. This literally happened today. Yeah. Oh, rest in peace, friend. Yeah. But also, yeah. you saw so much. Congratulations. You were born on in 1903. 1903. Yeah, that is. You saw a lot of change in and a lot of of history. But hey, thanks for listening. We will catch you next time. Perhaps next time we won't end on like a sad death. <laughs> but, but hey, no, it, is it, it sad is... if you've transcended? No. Oh, and there's a picture of him. Yeah, she looks happy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Always remember, old games are old. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> That's home. That didn't age well. That's not going to make it in the episode, man. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
I'll stop recording. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>